0: Hello, and welcome to a special edition of Ute Zone Radio, or the UteCast, or whatever we want to call it these days, online only this time. This is Dan Sorensen, publisher of UteZone.com, and today is Friday, September 29th, and it's the uh, first day of basketball practice. So I'm here with uh, Brett Borg, uh, our resident basketball expert, and James Durant, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit of, of Utah hoops today. So just, uh, you know, we'll kick it off with with you, Brett, just, you know, first impression we saw a little bit of practice, had a chance to talk to a lot of the players, uh, to coach Chris Kovac today. You know, biggest takeaway that, from what you, the little bit that you saw today?
1: Well, I think the biggest theme that I heard was just the difference that this team is as far as unity. Like Chris Koviak mentioned, this is probably his favorite team that he's coached. And every player I talked to mentioned that things are different than last year, that there's a lot more energy. They... They don't have egos. They really care about each other. And that shows in basketball, shows the way they're defending. It shows the way they're passing the ball, when they take their shots. Um, Chris Koviak said something that I love, that there's there's no energy vampires. He called them energy vampires, energy suckers on their, this team. They're all energy givers. And I think that that's something we saw last year that we didn't know because of stuff going on in the locker room. But I think this team's a lot more unified, a lot more happy, and I think that that will show a lot of difference on the court.
0: James, how about you? What did you see that or what did you hear? I think would probably be more apt that that stood out to you I I think the first thing that stood out to me was they were a little bit more athletic than
2: I thought they'd be Uh, Some of the new kids really caught my eye with uh, how they're moving on the court You know Donnie Tillman and Chris Seeley. I think the overall athleticism and what Brett was alluding to uh, The communication that we saw while they were out there just doing their drills was was a step up from what we might have seen before and they just seemed to be for this early in practices seem to be gelling a lot more than we've seen in the past.
0: Yeah, well, definitely. And, and obviously, you know, they had the trip over the summer. Not everybody on the squad was on that trip, but a bulk of them were. And so, you know, they're a little bit, uh, you know, ahead of the curve in that regard. I know that, you know, I talked to, to a couple of players, you know, David Collette particularly said, you know, that it was that that trip was was a big deal and a big help to help them kind of get gelled. And, you know, to, you, to your point earlier, Brett, you know, I, I think that, you know, the conversation I was having, things I was seeing, you know, we we saw a lot of that. It, obviously, there were issues last year uh, with, with the Utah basketball program. You know, the, uh, I think that, you know, at times they looked spectacular and at times they were head scratchingly bad and you know and usually when you see that kind of thing it's it's a it's a chemistry issue or it's it's a personnel issue in terms of guys not wanting to play together and you know hopefully you know that's something that that, that they've got solved um you know james you or you mentioned the new guys brett i'm gonna throw this over to you you know which of the new guys you know just once again based on the teeny tiny bit we saw you know which of the new guys do you think you know you fans ought to be excited for
1: Oh man, that this is a good squad. Right? I don't think we can we can oversell that. These these are it's a good squad. Um, the one I'm most high on is Donnie Tillman. Um, obviously, I fo- I followed him really closely. Knew what he was capable of. Today was the first time I got to see him against a whole bunch of college athletes. And when he was, offensively, he can move. He was backing guys down. He was had lateral movement. Defensively, he was always in the right position. He had his hands in the shot. Um, I think that that's something that if they're gonna earn playing, because there's a lot of depth. I know that there, there's not the superstar, but there's depth, and I think the way that these guys are gonna get their playing time first is by showing defense and intensity. And he, Donnie Tillman's got that, and I know he said that everyone, all the veterans, are giving him a hard time because he's he's bringing too much energy to the court, like it, they almost can't handle it. And I think that that's something. Larry Kuszewski notices, and he's going to watch. And I, I'm excited for him. He's probably the, if I had to choose one, it would be Donnie Tillman.
0: James, if you had to pick one guy you saw today that that really stood out, you know, I know you mentioned a couple in passing, but you know, who's who's the guy that you can't wait to see when when the lights go on? Well, I'm I'm with Brett at least with the newcomers with Donnie Tillman, but uh,
2: I like the the progress the progression that we saw in the little bit of time that we saw him um, with uh, <laughs> sorry Jace Johnson. Uh, his footwork down low has improved a little bit. I think offensively he's going to take a little bit of a step up, and I liked what I saw to him today, and he was working really hard with with the coaches on his post-work and stuff, so hopefully we'll see him take a step up.
0: You know, I'm, I'm totally going to cheat because I'm going to name a few guys here that that, that stood out to me Um, uh, and the things that I liked about them. Uh, I agree with you in terms of Tillman. You know, he's just he, he's a big body. I, I thought that they're, they're, that's a guy that, that has potential. Chris Seeley is a guy, you know, we haven't seen Seeley before. Obviously, he's been in the program for a year, but... Uh, you know he's a fantastic athlete and in fact i think Brett you and i were talking a little bit before we we pushed you know the record button here that you know everybody was saying that, that he's a he's a good athlete and
1: yeah so he actually was saying that the teams comparing him to kuzma but he says but i'm by far the better athlete than kuzma so he and we all laughed laugh, he's like no no we go back and forth, Kuzma and I, all the time, but I am the better athlete, so.
0: Well, and Larry called him out, too, for his athleticism as well, so he's not he's not just showing bravado, which, which is something that I like, but a couple of other things that I saw, Justin Bibbins, you know, he's a grad transfer, we'll talk a little bit more about him, but, uh, you know, you could see the burst, you could see the quickness, you know, potentially Brandon Taylor Part 2, I know Larry's really high on him, um, and, and so he's a guy that, you know, he's going to be... A spark plug for this team. We're going to see a lot of him um, uh, this fall. Uh, but uh, the, the other two I wanted to mention so, Christian Papula, um, he's going to play as a freshman. Uh, and I, we, we, we saw a little bit of one on one defense stuff. And Christian is uh, that kid can defend for a freshman. And it's not just, you know, being physical and that, but he, he understands angles. Uh, he's got good footwork. Uh, that's something that stood out to me. And then uh, Devante Dutrieve, and, you know, He's a guy that the media is not going to be able to talk to all year long. He's you know, he's he can practice but you know he can't play, but um from an offensive capability standpoint, you fans should be over the moon excited about this guy. I I saw him hit 10 three-pointers in a row, swishing them all just with no effort whatsoever. The kid the kid can flat out shoot. He's got the offensive game that he can be a 20 point per game guy in the Pac-12. Now I don't know if you can play defense and I don't know and if you can't play defense and you can't rebound, uh you're not going to play for Larry Kraskoviak. but from an offensive standpoint, um he's he at least initially, he looks like he's as good as it as
1: it gets.
0: Um what do you guys think?
1: I mean yeah, I mean he, he does need some help defensively. We saw him on the one-on-ones. Get, he got taken down to the post and had bad hand placement, committed a foul because, you know, he was, th- which is weird. Usually you bring your arms down when you're not there with your feet, but he was there with his feet but still brought the hands down, so I think it's something he's going to have to learn. But, yeah, he's very dynamic, and he, I mean, he's he's a great shooter. It's, it's too bad he's not on the team this year because Utah needs the shooters and and that guy can hit. Um I just want to bring up another guy, if really, if I can, really quick, is, and that's Kobe Caldwell. I know that we, you know, he kind of got, you know, forgotten a little bit in this recruitment process because he's, you know, he's the JC guy. He's played one year. He's a small body kid, you know, and he told me that, no, I've grown into my body and I'm ready to play now. I went JC because my body wasn't big enough. I was expecting to see a small body. When I saw him, Holy, he's not a small body. Like, he, he looks like he's been working. I mean, he, he doesn't look like... Like a young kid. No, he's
0: that legit 200 now. Yeah. 200 pounds. Yeah, he's a he is a grown-ass man is what he is. And, you know? and
1: that's exciting because he had the skill as a tiny kid. And so now that he's got some body on him, it will be exciting to see if he gets on, on the court what he can do.
0: Yeah, and, and Larry, you know, in the huddle uh, that... He he mentioned him as a guy that has the potential to come in and step in and make a contribution. Obviously, he's going to have to earn it over the next six weeks, and, and you know, we're going to see. But, you know, he's a guy that people shouldn't just be dismissive of. Uh, that That's for sure. Um, you know, James, throwing this one over to you, where's the scoring going to come from on this team? <laughs> uh, well, I think you've got to start
2: uh, with what you know commodities, which would be David Collette. We know what he can do on offense if he can stay out of foul trouble and stay on the court. After that, who knows? Um, they they were attacking the basket a little bit more today than we've seen in the past. Instead of just whipping the ball around the perimeter, you know Cedric Barefield he can penetrate, he can get to the rim. Uh, I think it's going to be a concerted team effort. I don't think we're going to see one person taking most of the
0: shots. How about you, Jay, uh, Brad? What do what, what do you think? Who How's this team going to score?
1: Well, I agree. Those first two, um, one guy we didn't get to see that I think is going to be a big piece is Gabe Beeler. Um he was pointed out for what he's done in the off season and he was told by Chris he said hey what do I have to do to play prior to his injury what do I have to do to play and he said you need to put on 15 pounds you need to get above 200 and he is like he's not that skinny arm guy that you saw we know he can score he had some is really strength issues cuz he couldn't compete at the Pac12 level he we saw him on a bike we didn't see him play today we saw him on a on a bike and but his body looks good and I think that if he has the strength to compete that he can be another scoring force for Utah.
0: Yeah and that was uh, one of the bigger surprises and the bigger takeaways was was just that that he, he is bulked up he, he is noticeably bigger than he was last year. Larry challenged him to do that and to his credit you know he came in and now obviously he's been hurt uh, and uh, you know uh, they're they're excited about the his the prospects of him coming back. Larry did say that he's ahead of schedule um, but uh, yeah I mean that's I think that that's 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 a guy that uh that you fans should, should you know keep an eye on and Brett you and I were talking about this earlier and this team is not going to have a lot of firepower at least at face value there are guys that can score um but uh but the, the this team is going to win games with defense and rebounding and so you know they they did that a lot with um they they did that a lot with you know, in, in the first couple of years of the Kraskoviak era where they, they played good defense. And, you know, we're going to have to see that again if we're going to want to see them, you know, win at all.
1: Yeah, it's going to have to start on the defensive end. I think when talking to these players, they all said that the difference between this year and last year on the court is that they want to run. They're going to push the ball. They're more explosive. And that's going to have to come. The only way they're going to get that, that is not going to be the half court set. It's going to be from getting good defensive stops, getting those long rebounds. And and that that's the way they're gonna have to do. it. Like Tillman, he said flat out to me, you know, it's it's been hard to have to play half court. You know, it's something that these these kids are gonna have to learn. And defense defense is gonna get them playing the type of game where they can succeed, hold teams down, and get those easy transition buckets. That's gonna have to be the recipe for success.
0: So yeah, well we're we're gonna wrap it up after a couple more questions. But we, I want to talk. I want to cover two more things before uh, we're done. Uh, number one is. Um, Let's you know address the elephant in the room that we've seen all week long in terms of you know the, the big scandal with the FBI and college basketball and, and, and James I'm I'm going to throw it to you first, uh, you know, uh, C- Coach Krasnoviak had a few things to say about it you know I, uh, my my favorite was that uh, you know he's not losing any sleep and uh, <laughs> and so you know James just you know what are your thoughts on in in terms of you know what you took away from what Koviak had to say about it. Well, I think, uh,
2: from what Larry had to say about it, is that uh, (laughs) there's a lot going on. And as he said, he thinks this is the tip of the iceberg. And that's something that we talked about all week, is we really have no clue how far or how deep this thing can go. Um, you got the FBI involved. Right now there's only four coaches and a handful of programs implicated. But, you know, we know that... It goes deeper than that. We've seen it time and time again. And uh, I really have no idea where this is going to go. Larry seems to think that, you know, this could really impact a lot of people and a lot of programs. And as he said, uh, Utah's been very concerted in their efforts about what they're doing. An interesting thing he brought up was when he was talking with a booster, and the booster said, remember, you are not a victim. He felt like Larry and the staff kind of was going out and giving off a little bit of a victim per, per, um Vibe, despite the fact that they're doing everything right and above board,
0: uh, Brett. You know what, what? What's your take on on what you heard today about about this issue?
1: Uh, to me, it was just that the staff knows what's going on. They've been having to compete against that for a long time, and th- you know, credit to them, they've always run a clean a clean program. And I think it was interesting just to to hear him the confidence that he had that. Utah's not going to have any issues with this, that Utah's always been clean, they've done it the right way, and they're going to continue to recruit the way they have. And I think that one thing that he brought up was that, you know, as far as they've been recruiting, they've had a reset. You know, they started thinking too much about the stars and chasing those guys where they are going to lose these star players to these teams that are cheating. And he says, you know what, we we got, we got fell in love with the stars and now we're not going to do that. We're going to focus on the the guys that we can get, the guys with, with – a good heart and good head and they're going to work their butts off and that's what i see on the court this year is they've got those players who really are going to bust their butt and they got them in a clean way
0: you know and i think that that's really the key is you know this is not a program at least not right now that is going to attract you know the top flight five-star kids you know and they could get to that point but but that's that's not the case right now so you know the the fact that you know the they went back to the drawing board. They've looked for the type of kids that they want to get that fit the program personality-wise, that fit Larry personality-wise, and you know I think that's going to pay off. And I think we're starting to see that pay off in the 2018 class because they're off to a fantastic well, I want to say start, but it's pretty much full at this point. Although I, they're not done by any means. We're going to see some movement in the roster. Um, <clears throat> But you know but but it was interesting. It was interesting to hear his comments, and you know, something that you know it's, it's something that he's talked about in the past, and you know I, I I just I just love that the 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 best part of the entire day was you know, there's the big scrum around Larry, and you know, we talked about you know, we talked with Larry for maybe what twenty twenty five minutes, and the first twelve were all about the scandal, and you know, Brett was the first guy to actually ask an actual basketball question in the scrum and of course Larry made a big joke about it like you know <laughs> hey you know he wanted to give Brett a high five for it but yeah you know, but i mean it's a big deal it's it's going to fundamentally change what's going on in the sport and it, you know uh it's something that i don't think you know utah fans need to worry about because you know uh, if larry is to be believed and he seems like a straight up guy and he should be taken at face value that uh, you know they don't cheat and and b- based on just the the the, the recruiting battles that they've lost and the way that they've lost them, you know, I tend to believe that. I tend to believe that Utah is not a program that fans should have to worry about. But it's going to be something really interesting to watch. Um, You know, so last question I'm going to ask you guys, and and, and then we're going to shut it down for the day. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm going to kick it to you first, James. You know, um, how good is this team? Do we have any clue whatsoever?
2: I don't think we have any clue, especially considering we saw very little today, first practice. But I, I think they should finish in the top half of the Pac-12. I think they have that potential, especially if the, if the incoming class, if the new kids get together and join the returning players and can get on the court and play well together.
0: Brett, how about you? What's, what is the floor and the ceiling for this team?
1: I think a lot has to depend on what happens to Pac-12 schools. You know, with all this investigation, we might be looking at a completely different landscape. Um, if it stands pat, everybody's still eligible to play. You know, this team's more athletic. It seems like they have better chemistry. Um, they're they're going to be better defensively. This is going to be how much they can they score. I think you can look at them pushing, but you know Utah's been able to push for that top that buy in com in conference tournament play that top four spot. They should be able to you know push for that top four spot, but if things don't go right, they I could see them dropping down to down to eight. So I'd say middle of the pack four to eight.
0: You know, and I I could see that. And I I think that you bring up a good point in in terms of we don't know who's going to have to sit at USC. We don't know who's going to have to sit at Arizona. And those two teams were going to be the class of the conference. Um, Is UCLA going to be implicated? You know, I I know Swinney doesn't think that as much as that stuff is going on, but, uh, you know, you can think what you will about Swinney and UCLA. Um, uh, But, you know, we don't know if Oregon is going to be implicated or other programs in the Pac-12. As it stands now, you know, and I'm not quite so sure either, 're just how good this team is. If you would have asked me two weeks ago, I'd have told you, oh, this basketball team is going to be a disaster. Just write the season off. I mean, if they're going to be NIT at best, floating around 500. Um, but I'm not so sure that that's right. And I know that there are a lot of fans uh, that are uh, that have been kind of negative in terms of, of what their outlook for the season is. And I, and I am not, by any stretch of the imagination, ready to start drinking the Kool-Aid on these guys. Uh, and, and, I, and I want to make that clear, like I'm not telling people this is going to be a great Utah basketball team, but... I think this can be a winning basketball team, and it probably should with the schedule they have, especially out of conference. I think this is a team that uh, can and will beat teams in the Pac-12, and especially if they can play defense. If this team gets back to the type of defensive effort and the rebounding effort that we saw in years one and year two of the Kraskowiak era, with guys that were clearly outclassed from a talent standpoint, and even a size standpoint in most cases, um, if this team with the athletes and the size and the bodies that they have can do what that what what happened in year one and year two. This team's going to surprise some people. They're not going to win the Pac-12. It, it's not going to happen, e- even if you know. Well, unless half the Pac-12 suspended and they're playing walk-ons, then you know. Then Final Four, baby, let's go. Um, <laughs> but that, that's not going to happen. But you know. But this is a team that. You know, I think should be fun. And for the people especially that that grew up or that that remember the Majeris era well, the, the defensive basketball, good rebounding, fundamentally sound basketball. Um, you know, I think this this team might be a throwback to that, and if that's the case, it's going to be a fun season. So anyway, we're going to shut it down. Uh, thank you to uh, James Durant and Brett Borg for your comments, and uh, uh, thank you for listening to uh, this uh, this online only version of Ute Zone Radio. And this is Dan Sorensen, uh, publisher of Ute Zone, signing off.